a monkey with symbols in his hands instead yeah, of just bad. catching the and that's this. they're giving us like a 24-hour go feed that's crazy uh, yeah it's a bill city it's a yeah a buffalo bill city uh yeah we got josh allen got Steph. i know they mentioned something about an ultrasound to yeah. check the nerve endings and everything hopefully else he's not pregnant that, that would hopefully be, that not would be a disaster i hear that's a nine month timeline to recover from at the minimum is yeah. what i've heard yeah like mckenzie on a jet suite maybe it's a fake honestly it's a td either way when you got josh allen making plays win a ball before we get a new stadium Who someone's making us? a new twitter at some point maybe we should do that yeah, honestly i'll just start a shared google doc and that's that's that'll be that's that'll twitter. be our new twitter <laughs> that'll be our new twitter <laughs> just people people just adding shit in anonymous hedgehog is saying fuck your mom like, <laughs> this is our team forever it is forever folks i didn't mess up the intro there's no graphic on the screen great start welcome into the crowd this is podcast presented by Trainwreck sports wake here with my good friend jake micah and Bridget Jankars from the Believe in the Believe Podcast Network, right? I almost, I almost nailed this. I almost nailed the beginning. One Bengals here. podcast. Yeah, the number one Bengals podcast on on Twitter. You Obviously. can find them at number one Bengals or number one podcast. What's the number one Bengals? Number one. We Bengals. we couldn't get around to adding podcast to the name. Too lazy. Yeah, see, yeah, we also can't get the O in training. Twitter names, oh. Twitter names, don't even get me started, Bridget. Don't even get me started. I feel you there. Yeah, he he is gonna sue Elon so that he can be the Jake Micah and, <laughs> Ooh, and no I like one just stop him. Yeah, right. I, He's got. I've searched at Jake Micah. No, I am the Jake Micah currently. I've searched at Jake Micah and I've reported him like thirty times because the man has not tweeted since twenty twelve. And I'm just like, come on, like, I'm just, that's all I want in my life. Like, I don't ask for a lot and it hasn't worked yet. So Let maybe, maybe him. this conversation. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And doing, you know, all Jake Micah wants is to be Jake Micah on Twitter. I know all Bengals and Bills fans are hoping for is a great weekend of football. And it doesn't start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It starts as soon as you hit the tailgate lots in Orchard Park. And again, we will be with the Buffalo Red Zone tailgate. Maniac is going to be there. Slick L last week. Captain Ferdinand got Frank the Tank on Bacon, Egg, and Captain. Great stuff going on over there at the Red Zone tailgate. This weekend from 11.30 until 2.30 p.m., right behind O'Neill's, right across the street from the stadium. Pop in on your walk over, make a little pit stop, play some cornhole. It's the place to be before the Bills-Bengals game this weekend. And let's say we host the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the AFC Championship game, it's going to be the place to be there, too. But lots to get to before we get there. Bridget, both of our teams really squeaked through the wild card round in ways that both of us can probably <laughs> say we don't know if either of our teams, based on last week alone, really earned their way here. Now, we've had a lot of discourse on the Bills' side of Twitter this week about all the things that went wrong for that game to be so close, and there were a lot of them. But walk us through what happened with the Bengals because I'm watching that that Hendrickson return fumble for a touchdown. Hubbard. And all I can, 
Hubbard. Hubbard, I'm see, see, I'm, I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant. I'm never going to say I was. Never said I wasn't. Um, but, but all I could think of was Taron Johnson a few years ago. Same deal, like 90-plus yard, maybe 100-yard interception for a touchdown to get the Ravens out of the playoffs in a position where they were basically ready to take the lead in that football game. Similar sorrows for the Ravens, but thankfully for you, the Bengals are moving on. We'll be in Orchard Park this weekend, but talk to us about kind of what happened and what. Yeah. What, yeah. So wait, take the floor. Remember it as the Hubbard Yard Dash, and you'll the never. Hubbard f- Yard Dash. I didn't come up with wow. it. Someone That's on so Twitter great. did, and it's the That's greatest so thing ever. People are I calling it like the fumble in the jungle. Yeah, the Hubbard Yard That's Dash cute. is my favorite, so you'll no, never forget it. That's it. Both of our teams may have squeaked by, but I want to make something very, very clear first and foremost. When you get to playoff football, all the teams are good, except if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you have no business being there. Like, mm-hmm. I am not right. a, I'm not a Cowboys fan, I hate but how teams. mad would you be if your team had won, like, what, three, four more games than the team you had to go travel to because of some dumb playoff stress. So you, you have to remember <laughs> when you get to playoff football, every team is good. So I want to say this Ravens may have been playing Tyler Huntley. That is not Lamar Jackson, but Tyler Huntley is a lean, swift dude. So mm-hmm. he is, he is good on his feet at one point in the game may have been around halftime. They showed the top five, speed stats on the Jumbotron, and Tyler Mm -hmm. Huntley was the top. He was uh, about 20 miles an hour. Uh, Joe Burrow was third. I don't think we saw Mixon on there. But, like, Mm -hmm. that is Tyler Huntley is nobody to sneeze at. Then you have to remember the Ravens have the, what, top – one of the top three defenses, maybe, top three defense Mm -hmm. in the league. That is a strong – Those linebackers are good over there. They they are a good defense – we knew they were going to uh, really keep our run in check. And then you've got the best freaking kicker in the NFL. Dude's going to make it from where that's kind of a just a non-starter. <laughs> Guy's going to. So that's what I had to remind everyone, because there were some Bengals fans that were like, oh, easy. And what was it? A nine point spread. And I was like, nah, yeah. mm-hmm. no, the rave or the Raiders were not as good. It, last year when we played them in the wild card game and we still only won by seven points and it was a very similar scenario mm-hmm. i had just had a few more vodkas last year and wasn't totally mm-hmm. as clued in as i was this year of so course. that's my lead up so bengals fans <laughs> we were we were ready for this we knew we knew what was coming i was prepared for it to be just an all out dog fight because those dudes weren't coming to play nice either we yeah. knew they weren't coming to play nice. We were ready for them not coming to play ni- or not coming mm-hmm. to play nice against us. That's why you got uh, who was it who punched Mixon in the stomach while he was down? Doesn't matter. Um, but they weren't coming. <laughs> some to play may nice. say he deserves it, but you know what? I will not be the some to say that. I am not some. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is your it's, show? I'm just. It's a, it. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a thing with just playing a team third time in a year too. But especially with a team like the Ravens, I think that they are just built, like you said, to make it a grind, make it a slugfest. I was on plus eight and a half Ravens simply for that reason. I thought it was like sure. just felt like it was going to be a close game, and it's not. I don't think it's indicative of anything that, um, that 
we should worry about, or I mean, you should worry about, I guess, more saying this in this scenario with the Bengals, except maybe for the biggest question that I have that I think I'm, the biggest question everybody has about this game is what can we really expect um, from the offensive line and everything else? Because mm. I think that's the only thing yeah. that I can glean. Like, I think that's the only thing. And really, because the Bills and Ravens, such different defenses, such different approaches, stylistically, philosophically, everything. Like, it's really hard to take anything from that. But just, like, how, like, 1 to 10, what's your meter going into Sunday? And I'm sure it's probably going to change before Sunday. What are, the what next are my ends of the spectrum? 10, mm. you're extremely worried, terrified, sweating in your sleep. Um, one, chilling. <laughs> mm. That's a good scale. I don't want to be haughty, but I'm at like a four. That's a fine. Four? Okay. I'm at now, where a does four. that come from? Well, is that, is that confidence in the backups? Is it confidence in Joe Burrow? Well, like, how do you I, feel? I think Jake mentioned how hard it is to meet a team twice in one year. Bengals don't worry about that. What's yeah. up, Patrick Mahomes? We see you. We're not scared. We're not scared. Uh, we made it to the Super Bowl with a far more inferior offensive that's, line. That's true. true. Yeah. And Joe Burrow is better this year than he mm-hmm. was last year. He's using his feet, and I know this is a it, this is a hard uh, team to talk about with a quarterback who is literally elite. Josh Allen is elite on his yeah. feet, and the dude's a moose. I think I said this last show. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. Dude is a two hundred and forty pounds running at you with a strong arm and a, mm-hmm. a high football IQ and a lot of a lot of nimbleness. Like I, that. That makes me more worried, though, honestly, than the offensive line. I feel like we've got guys who are in a kind of next-man-up mentality. Is it going to be an elite offensive line? Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I don't think any any Bengals fan is coming in thinking that. But I think our quarterback and our receivers and even our tight end are uh, are sharper than they were last year, and so that mm-hmm. what that's what has me at a four. Well, now, I can I, promise. I, oh, go ahead, Jake. Yo, I'm gonna let you go in a second because I can promise you just one thing: Hayden Hurst mm-hmm. is going to have eight catches for like 96 yards and a touchdown oh, in this game. Yeah, because that is the epitome of Buffalo Bills football is for the tight end to go off. And I've just been seeing Hayden Hurst coming back. I've been watching. I remember seeing him and. So many key games this year. Burrow loves to go to him. Look at that. We have a lot of cat action here. We do. This yeah, this is Mama. This is Mama. There we go. Oh, Double it up. Mine is. <laughs> oh, we well, play. she usually pops on, but he does not like being held though. So I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him go. But he's <laughs> yeah, no, very she's, calmly. She's next usually year. thrilled about it, honestly. But she just wants me to play with a little wand with a rocket ship and catnip at the yeah. end of it. Um, seems but, like you guys are cat fans. Big cat yep. fans, but also, <laughs> Tiger. Tiger's a cat. Tigers are technically cats, technically. Stripes, um, Bengals. Yeah, I see the parallels. I see the line you're drawing. She's and I like, don't yes. like it. Nobody's Just got a pet buffalo, do they? I wouldn't recommend. I don't know that if it's legal. Anybody. How many states yeah. do you think it's legal to own a buffalo in? None. They're American Probably. treasures. No. They are American treasures. True. Can when I, I was in ask? Colorado. 
Go, go ahead. Yeah, ask whatever Well, I want. just wanted to know, who saw Jamar Chase at the end of our, you know, media team gives him the cell phone or whatever and say, mm-hmm. we're on to play the Buffaloes? Anyone? <laughs> I didn't I saw that. see I that. I did see that. No, that's yeah. funny. I wanted that's to get good. your take on that because I think. I love that. We might that. all start calling you the Buffaloes. I like that it's better fine. than it's the our Bills, logo. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Buffalo Bill is famous for literally slaughtering and almost extinctifying <laughs> a word I just made up right now, the species of buffalo. So so I think that we would yeah. be paying a better homage to the origins of our city's name if we were the Buffalo Buffaloes. But that's just me. Um, it is a really back to when you were, football name. Oh, it is. You were, you were going through the, the offense and saying, like, yeah, I'm confident in Burrow. I'm, I'm confident in our receivers. I'm confident in, in Hayden Hurst. But you, you didn't say the running backs. And I, so, I it, yeah, and, and so I kind of wanted to, like, there, uh, Uber Hansen from Bill's Twitter, he put out a little tweet the other day comparing Singletary and Mixon and P. Ryan. So credit to him for putting this together. Um, Singletary and Cook on 30 less I'm scared to hear this. Have... 1,413 yards to Mixon and P. Ryan's 1,250. Have eight touchdowns to their nine touchdowns, so about even. We'll give them the edge, obviously. Uh, but they're averaging about a yard more per carry. So it seems, and I never thought I would say this, but it seems like the Bills running backs are superior to the Bengals at this point. I will be the first one to admit that <laughs> Our ground game is not our strongest point. And with Piran kind of coming on, like I, he was always someone that I kind of just was just like, oh yeah, he's a backup in the league. He's a backup's backup. He's he's we everyone knows what he is. But like he's even kind of impressed when Mixon's been out. So like, is it maybe like giving Piran a little bit more legs even when Mixon is healthy, or like what? How do you feel about? I it? would. There is a stat I saw somewhere in the last couple weeks about uh-huh. Piran not being as quick. Maybe mm-hmm. is Mixon, but here, Joe Mixon is one of the components of the heart and soul of the Bengals team. So I don't want to take that away. He is the hype man. If you ever see him, especially at a Cincinnati game, he's like up on the bench. Like, so he is, he's done a lot for the team. This has been a hard season. Absent the Carolina game, which I'm going to hold as an anomaly. Yeah. Because the Carolina defense was just abysmal. Like, I think I could have gotten out there and scored a couple of tutties on them. Probably, I yeah. just... <laughs> I feel like your spin move's pretty good. It might, well, play yourself short. might be good. My speed's certainly not good, but I've, <laughs> I've evaded a dude or two in my lifetime. <laughs> um, I, Mixon's just not been top-notch. Now, the, the folks who sit by me... In my seats at the stadium, no, I am a huge Pirine fan. Dude has a huge shelf, pushes him through, got that big old booty. He's got mm. this, like, he's got this build that just yeah, allows him. I, I feel mm. like he is able to move through. And then he's made just really clutch plays for us. Tennessee game, huge. I mean, we'll all remember or everyone in the Bengals fandom will remember Pirine for that kind of momentum-changing touchdown in the AFC Championship game. So I, in my very minimal football expertise, would play Pirine over Mixon, but that is not a highly accepted opinion in my fandom. 
I think that if there's one thing that the casual fan is most often right about when it comes to football, it's when to put in a running back in over another. I feel like that's the one thing. Like, people fall in love with random quarterbacks all the time. Like, like Cooper Rush is, like, you know, someone that people thought could start over Dak. Obviously not a thing. Um, I was you know, one of Rob- those people. Uh, see, me too. But I, I knew I was. I like, don't put Dak's back in. Foolish. I, well, I, I also, I'm famous for, at least in my own mind, for thinking that Dak is the definition of mid. And I know Micah and I, we, we've, we've shared this sentiment that Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and, uh, and Derek Carr are basically the three-way Spider-Man meme, just all pointing at each other. Um, but, you know, I think that when, when, like, even with, what's the, is there another example of this? Like, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe um, David Montgomery and uh, Khalil Herbert over in over in Chicago. It's a cl- mm. it's clear that Khalil Herbert is is the more um, explosive back. Pollard, David Pollard, Pollard and Zeke Pollard is and the Zeke. most egregious. Pollard and Zeke is the best one. You're right. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's the one. And it's, it's flipped a little bit finally, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. it was so obvious all year long that Pollard should be getting 20, 25 touches, and yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it is yeah. straight. And I've I think it's uh, – I still, regardless of everything, I looked at the running back stats, and I knew that even before coming into this game, knew that Mixon wasn't having as good, strong of a year as he's had in years past. But yeah. in a one-game situation, still think that that those two guys can make a di- – if they make a dynamic play. We saw Matt Milano, who all-pro linebacker, you know, missed a very key tackle in a drive that ended up in points for the Dolphins last week. And, I mean, like, those are the types of just – one that's with especially with this game though the game could come down to a missed tackle like that in the open field with a p ryan and mix it and those are two guys who have let alone in the nfl been in big games been in huge games since their college careers mm-hmm. at oklahoma too and like they all these guys all the guys on that Bengals side i think especially offensively i know that they're all battle tested in some ways whether it's college or obviously last year and everything else i think that's the biggest thing with me and like Bridget with you with the offensive line you said a four like that's kind of where I'm at too like Bills fans are all excited the spreads flying up because of it and everything else I'm like I mean if I was a better I'd probably just hammer the Bengals at the five and a half if it keeps if it goes to six six whatever else because they're gonna find a way like these guys are just gonna find a way to battle and be in this game even if it is is it is evident at some point that they're overmatched by the defense I just feel like they're gonna scrap some way is that like indicative of the the personality you think that they've shown this year I, I w- i'll just keep it to this year rather than last year yeah i mean i feel like this this is an offense too so we're in a nine game winning streak just so y'all know true yeah we're, we're on eight. eight eight we're eight game winning streak so <laughs> um, iron sharpens iron nine is more than eight just <laughs> I'm bills not, look, fans I'm not math that. i don't Congrats on going uh, to college. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. That was, was a that was a very wasted four colleges. years of my life. <laughs> I, I went to three and five years. I promise I wasted more time than you. <laughs> uh, we are we are a scrappy scrappy team. But here's what I like about us, especially coming out of the bye minus uh, I think the the Browns game, the one in Cleveland was maybe our first game coming out of maybe not but that was sort of i think a turning point where the dudes were like yo we we can't let this happen again but what i've seen from our offense and this is going to be interesting with the the offensive line dynamic is we are really um 
I'm going to say unbeatable, and I know that sounds like a dramatic term. I, I mean, we could win by one, we could win by three, we could win by seven, we could win by 20, but we're yeah, pretty yeah. unbeatable when we get a fast offensive start. What starts to make me nervous is, you know, I, I've loved, we've uh, embraced, you know, if we win the toss, take the ball. And when we can get seven up on a first drive, that really sets the momentum. If our, and I, I think the Monday night game, that that was the, I can't remember if we won the toss. We got the ball first. I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Won, we won, the, won the, toss. the toss. You guys won the toss, asked for the ball, because I remember them vividly saying like, oh, this is interesting. They're asked for the ball. And I sent out a tweet immediately that said, the Bills are the worst defense at scripted drives in the NFL this year. And immediately the Bengals went down the field and scored. And I think that's a great point you <clears> just <throat> made. And the thing that if they win another toss, they will try to do again because this Bills defense has been susceptible on those scripted drives. Because I have to text my family members that text me flipping out about the defense every week and remind them mm-hmm. scripted drive. It won't like so many times they've got they've gone down seven nothing where it's been seven seven. I could name drop and then the game in ends thirty one to ten in our group chat yeah. every single week. Yeah. And then I'm the sorry, rest of the game, like it's... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like that's an indicator. It's not the sole indicator, but if we're so I, I will be interested if we get the ball first and have either a three and out or just something that doesn't really get us past mid midfield, whether or not like McPherson can make a 54, 56 yarder. If we can't offensively mm-hmm. get the ball past midfield on that first drive. I would really start questioning Cincinnati's chance. I know that's doomsday and like, ah, it's the first drive, but that has mm-hmm. seemed to be a bit of a game changer. And when we can't do that, the pendulum really swings yeah. the other way. Well, I would say in that too, exact same, go ahead, Dick. I would say too, part of the thing that happened to the Dolphins last week and maybe one of the things that could be the um, – maybe bigger biggest effect of the offensive line being like a different group that hasn't played as much together is the dolphins. And this isn't going to happen with Joe Burrow. The dolphins had an absurd amount of pre-snap penalties last week and it was mostly delay games, but those can with the crowd and everything else that, which could is really the biggest differentiator in this game to me at all. If the game was in Cincinnati, I think I'd be flipped on my amount of confidence. Um, It was loud in there on that Monday night. (laughs) <laughs> it, loud it i mean loud, loud for nine minutes and then literally you could drop a pin a pin yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's gonna be a huge indicator just to see how they how those guys it's just any offense i'm interested in any scenario I'm gonna be interested to see the giants young offensive line and really they're like in that game like just those pre-snap penalties you you know before you know it you're on first and 15 or second and 15 and everything else and you're just really you're really in a tough spot um that's really the only thing i can think of though that the only indicator i think that would you know maybe be of something else to think about with the offense off the side of the ball for the Bengals. i can't really think of anything else i'm interested though bridget on your thoughts on the defensive side of the ball because for me it's like it's just a solid unit all the way around and i've don't really know how I've been trying to think of how the bills are going to attack them, but the bills are also kind of weird where they're just going to do whatever the bills do at this year. It's different than years past the bills teams. Dable would change his game plan every week. This is more just the bills are going to do what they do. So what do you think the Bengals are going to do defensively? So I am counting on the backfield to really keep their eye on those 
I don't know, 15 yard plus passes from Allen because we are counting on the Josh Allen that leads the league in uh, multi interceptions in a game. I mean, as good as Josh Allen is, the one thing that gives me comfort is that he's usually good for a turnover. And so our defense can't just get the ball. We need to score points if Allen's going to go ahead and be a little risky and give that to us. I mm-hmm. So uh, was it Jermaine? I, I think it was Jermaine Pratt who in week 18 – recovered the Ravens uh, the Ravens fumbled in mm-hmm. uh in our end zone Pratt just falls on the ball we get a tutty um Hubbard obviously has that really impressive play but those mm-hmm. might be the only two defensive scores we've had all season I think I remember when you joined us ahead of Monday Night Football you we predicted hadn't a had any score yeah, we you hadn't had any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it took a it took a long time. I'm hoping that Hubbard energy for them and mm-hmm. I'm it, and what I think is really cool about the defensive unit. I can't remember Wake if I told you. So I had a chance to bowl with the defensive line. It was me, two friends, and the D line guys in early December, and they are like this. They respect one another as teammates, respect one another as people, care very deeply about each other. And I think that's because of the wizard, Lou Anarumo, that coaches. <laughs> I mean, if, if you ask a Cincinnati fan, who are you, like, who do you most count on on the Cincinnati defense? You're probably going to say Lou Anarumo. There's <laughs> yeah. something he does, especially in the second half. We are notoriously a second half team, and that's, I'm glad we can close it out because the first iteration mm-hmm. of my Bengals fandom was a team that could perform okay in the first half and just shit the bed in the second. Just couldn't yeah. maintain a lead, couldn't make tackles. Just And so I'd rather have them able, like in our game against Tampa, I'd rather have us uh, go down 0-17 and come back and win by a healthy margin than than anything else. But... Lou can do something. And so that's why we as a as a fandom aren't ever too uh, discouraged by what the score is at the half. Because that's yeah. that's something he can cook. And mm-hmm. we don't know how he does it. We just don't know. But he like, I mean, he's our gold star. It, it's similar to Leslie Frazier. Like it, we will have two of the best defensive coordinators in the entire NFL going at each other. Not head to head, obviously, because they don't coach against each other but you know it's it's really interesting because it's the same thing with Leslie like you know we talked earlier Micah mentioned that you mentioned how the Bengals scored on their first drive I remember Jacoby Brissett looked like prime Tom Brady when the Bills played the, the the Browns this year and that was like oh my god this is gonna go on all day and to his credit it kind of did but for the most part the Bills were able to button up Good second half adjustments. I think until like more than halfway through the year, they didn't allow points in the third quarter. If I'm not mistaken, Michael was at the third of the second quarter where where we just hadn't allowed points for, through at least the first ten weeks of the season. I think it was, it was the third like quarter. That. I think it was yeah. the third quarter. Yeah. Um, so and that wouldn't shock me if we had like a high scoring game through the first two quarters, and then in the last two frames, maybe. 14 points total, 13 points total. Wouldn't shock me at all with these two teams. For the first seven or eight weeks of the season, the Bengals defense didn't allow a touchdown in the second half. 
impressive. I mean, I, it, these, so I, I'm just really excited. Hands down, this is the best matchup of the weekend. Like, oh my God, I, yeah. I think you can't, <laughs> you can't really say anything else. I am rooting for a Jags upset over the Chiefs. We all are. And if it happens, that's great. I think if the Chiefs ring around the rosy all the way to a 20 point victory, nobody's going to be surprised. No. Nobody. No. Um, so I, I will is, say I'm hoping for that because I may have tickets to Atlanta in case that game happens. So that's true. I'm just, well, let's see. I have I have tickets. <laughs> and you have tickets to we, and you have tickets got to a, a Jags uh, yeah. a Jags. <laughs> that was that was my only response to the Joe Mixon thing when I saw that this week. I was like, whatever. Yeah, Joe, right. Of course, Joe Mixon's going to say that. Like, what player mm-hmm. defending their team would not say something like that? I'd be mad if he did it. But was, I was also like, well, I'm mad that the Bengals are selling Jags Bengals tickets to their home game. Like, this, what are we talking about? This here? whole thing is so wild and the it's blow so up dumb. over this because it's like, logistics. People got a plan. We gotta well, get I also, we gotta do some shit. Let, let, let me let me just check. Cause I feel and this this was before that. I mean I got an AFC championship ticket right here. That's been in my my <laughs> app since it's just the... been sitting there, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's there. I I get I mean we so Wake, when you asked me to come on the show, I was like, I am going to do a twenty second stand on how it. mad we are at the NFL. Because, I, okay. I mean, I, I think that's... Your 20 seconds starts now. <laughs> that's the that's where we're a little heated, is we got we felt like we got a raw deal. And the, the raw deal is basically that the assumption was just that we would lose, and none of the other... Assum- there were no other assumptions that we would win. Um, yeah. And at, so that's it. That, I'll, I'll say that. But I... I mean, on the oh other no. side of I, that, I'm in complete agreement. The the coin flip was horrible. The coin thing, if you just take that away, you could at least argue that it was almost fair. I really think like this you, game should have been a coin flip, if anything else. But if I, I said that on Bill's Twitter, you. I probably would have gotten. We, we like, won't. We won't put it on Twitter. Like we'll just say I also agree that it would have been. A I mean, coin that flip. makes the most sense in the yeah. world, right? Like, if it was it these two teams, you have it here, and then you, and then. What does it matter? You don't even have to change the game in Arrowhead. Or you just do a coin flip for Bills Chiefs next week, too, if you really wanted to. Just all the coin flips. You just know how, how many people would watch flip. those coin flips? ESPN would NFL coin flip at 11 o'clock? We would well, be like 30 million people. I'm surprised the sports book lobby didn't get in on this. Because oh, they could. Oh, how much money could you have made on just betting? Yes. Well, I would have. Wow. Oh, That's it oh missed opportunity. It's a missed Seriously. opportunity. So the that, world does we're, need more coin flips. We're aligned there, though, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, wait, you might need to go work for Goodell. I think he's <laughs> looking for a young gun who's into the coin flips. But that Let was... Let me put my, my big boy shirt on, yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing I think that... So, unfortunately, maybe some of the players or some of the media don't know quite how ticket sales work. And, all, and I all think the I think they do know. I think it's just a way to get some engagements and rile everybody up. You know, it might yeah. be the game works. I know it the might game be works. or it might be the let's go play the Buffaloes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> 
but not the only game being played this weekend. I feel like we touched on pretty much every aspect of this game in, in a weird and roundabout way. So kudos to us. We're incredible at what we do, clearly. Um, but other games this weekend, Chiefs-Jags. Do you feel – you said obviously you're rooting for the Jags because you would love for the Bengals to be able to host an AFC championship game. Realistically, though, like how do you feel about their chances? Because I, no one hates the Chiefs' defense more than I do. No one thinks they are more trash than me. This is interesting because the ascension of Trevor Lawrence has been really fascinating. I right. mean, if you look at the front half of the season – no, I mean, I I sat there and I was like, ha, huh, can you imagine, like, Lawrence played Burrow in the, the college championship? Like, what a joke. Burrow's so superior in skill. He got blown out there, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, like, I don't know. I, I, like, do I realistically or logically think it's probably going to be the Chiefs? Sure better team all the way around but I'm not discounting the young like herbal essences man with that mm. that herbal hair essence. flip and... he's, sun- he's sunshine yeah. he's sunshine that's my what do you think that hair smells like oh. so I actually saw a tweet that said it probably smells like Garnier Fructis number two or so I don't know what that is I use Paul Mitchell oh my God. Yeah, no, that's but that's right? You can smell it. Yeah. This is smell of vision yes. everyone. You yeah. can smell what that is. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. I, I don't think... So, okay, I will be honest. Aside from maybe the NFL wanting to write a Brady story, I thought there was no way the Buccaneers win that game. No mm. way. They are just I an agree. inferior team and inferior to the other 13 teams in the playoffs. I don't feel that the Jags are like, I don't feel like that matchup for me is as skewed. So I think it's going to be the chiefs, but I think the Jags have a chance. I think there's a lot of interesting things with that game. Um, I, Bridget, I had a hilarious Saturday night last week because I tweeted on Thursday or Wednesday, something about like, it was actually like Lawrence over Herbert, no shade to Justin. This is just where I'm at. And then I proceed to watch, Trevor Lawrence still first four, four first, oh my uh, God. first half picks. And I'm like, well, I my, I had I had some buddies go and they just add I like Jay Spence, just he 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 quoted me and just put eye emojis. I've quoted myself the old takes exposed. I was like, listen, I'm gonna take this one on the chin. This was one of my worst things. And then Very the second half happened. And first of all, I think it's more chargers than anything the Jags did, but I do think the confidence of Doug Peterson is something to speak of in the, and just the confidence that he can still and obviously instills in them in every game, the Doug Peterson, Andy Reed factor, extremely interesting. They've never played, they've never coached against each other in a game of this magnitude yet. So I'm really interested to see what the chess match is there, but I think the biggest advantage and where the jazz can keep it close is that defensive line. I know that the, Chiefs offensive line is incredible and is one of the strengths of their team. But if that defensive line could hit Mahomes and they are talented across that board, mm-hmm. they can they can give they can they can get I think I think they can get to him and hit him. And if you hit Mahomes, that is where way they drop from scoring 30s and moving the ball all the way. You know it exactly. It's right into the 20s. I was going to say I, I can say <laughs> like, it as a Bengals fan in uh, <laughs> both the week 18 no week 17 game and then the AFC championship. 
we held Mahomes or we held the Chiefs to three points in the second half, both games. Yep. If mm-hmm. you to in Mahomes was sacked more, he was able to get out of the pocket a few times, but wasn't like nothing doing with the rest of the defense. So I agree with you completely. Like Mahomes, when he he's gonna seventy five percent of the time he's gonna make some killer throw. He there's no doubt Mahomes is probably gonna go down as one of the best quarterbacks. Yep to ever play yeah. this game. And there's that 25% of the time when the defense is just the it factor, the opposing team's defense. And yeah. that's what I think is going to give us a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Surprising. And I will say the, yeah. And I will say the bills regular season wins over the chiefs were the same thing. They chiefs scored 20 points in both those games too. And it was mm-hmm. hits on Mahomes. And it's, I think Mahomes, Burrow and Allen out of the three of them, if you hit Mahomes, he's the one that's going to be affected by the most. Burrow does not care. He will literally, like, die in the pocket. Josh Our whole last season way. is that <laughs> yes. story. It's just Burrow just eating hits all day. Josh Allen does not care about his well-being. We'll stay out of the pocket, do anything. Nope. Mahomes is the most bothered by it. The problem is he either, A, makes some ridiculous throw that bails him out, or B, he has the best offensive line out of the three teams, and he doesn't really get mm-hmm. touched that much. And I just think that those there are teams that are built to take advantage of that, and I think the Jags maybe maybe are one of them. Or it's like forty-one mm-hmm. to sixteen, and it's just not even close. It's, so, <laughs> yeah. it's a coin flip. Could yep. be either. It's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. It's like a twenty-sided coin with that one, though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Eagles Giants. This one is has the potential. We'll say the potential to be the most fun game of the weekend. Um, however, uh, I think I don't know. I think the Eagles are like semi fraudulent. Like they're not capital F R A U D S fraud. They're not Vikings fraudulent. They're what, not Vikings frauds. What is how healthy is Jalen Hurts? That's the thing, and he's not on the injury report, so maybe they're trying to make us think that he's more healthy than he is. Um, but like their wins this season were not the most like impressive wins like there's been that graphic going around so uh, around twitter and everything literally get making a new excuse for why they aren't good based on every single win like they gave up 35 points to the detroit lions which that actually like winning against the lions i won't i won't knock them on that one though but then they beat kirk and the vikings frauds they beat the commanders terrible they beat the jaguars who before they were good okay congratulations that was a game too the cardinals that was a game. That was a game. Yeah. And then they beat the Cardinals on a weekend when Modern Warfare 2 came out. So that yeah. didn't matter at all. Uh, <laughs> they beat the Cowboys, who I'm pretty sure that was in Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Cooper yep. Rush. Yep. They beat the Steelers when they were really bad. They beat the Texans. Okay, great. They lost to the to the Connies. Good for them again. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Like Colts, Packers, Titans. Like this is just, it's like such a I hell of a schedule. schedule. I want that it's, schedule. It felt like the, the Bills schedule back in, in the in the Houston playoff yeah. year. Like where it was just so easy and people are like, this team is not as good as you might think they are. And, and everybody except for Bills Mafia was willing to say that. That is the thing about Jalen Hurts that we have not seen yet. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but I've said this a couple times on this podcast and I've said it other places. We haven't seen him get punched in the mouth in an NFL game that means something that is important and yeah. where the team, where things are not going right or everything going right for them. We actually, we did see it. We saw it last year against Tampa and he was horrible and they got blown out of the water, but he is their different team this year. He's a different quarterback this year. So I'm willing to put that result aside and come into this game with a new 
just you know just a just open mind on what he can do but we still haven't seen it and what if they go down 14 to 3 to the giants which can happen i think that sure. dayball brian dayball if we know anything a kitchen Love sink brian dayball game mm. they are going to Terrifying. try the most absurd shit Saquon Barkley's throwing a touchdown to Isaiah Hodgins, like or, or other way around. Like these are the things that <laughs> yeah, they're right. going to try, and I don't know if the, I don't know if the Eagles are going to be ready for that. I don't know if Hertz is ready for that yet. I'm not like saying that this is you know I, I'm taking the giant points for sure, but and I just don't I just want to see it. If Hertz does it on on Saturday, then I'll have a lot of different thoughts going to the NFC title game. But we haven't seen it yet, so let's see it. Mm-hmm. I want an or a Philly Niners title game. Yeah, so I agree. It'll be a fun one. I, I love. I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but I love the Niners. Um, or I, <laughs> I love like what we're seeing from the Niners right now. Sure. How can I, you? I I think so. Bengals Bills total. I, I shouldn't say a total toss up. That is a very well matched team. There's yeah. certainly some where we're not strong, you are, but I think, you know, the opposite is true in some areas. I want to believe in the Eagles, so I'm going to go Eagles. I think it's going to be really close, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just the Always Sunny fandom <laughs> the episodes they did on the superstitions. I'll mm-hmm. wear green tomorrow. I'll eat brown, drink yellow, or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going I'm going Philly. Mm-hmm. I want it to be true. I want that to be true for them. That's how most of the picks I make happen. So that completely makes sense. And that's why I also think Sunday Night Football – uh, every rational thing in my head says the Dallas Cowboys will probably win this football game, but I, I, I actually think that it's the, the Purdy Express is just going to keep going. Uh, I mean, I, the, the 49ers coming into this year, I said that they were the most complete roster in all of football if you take quarterback out of the equation. Now, I don't even think you have to say if you take quarterback out of the equation. I think they are still the most complete football team in this league. By far and away, the most complete one. Maybe the most well-coached out of all the teams left. Maybe minus uh, maybe minus the, the Chiefs. Uh, I would love to say the Bills are the best-coached team in football, but you know Ken Dorsey has had his detractions. Sean McDermott, his, his, play manage, his clock management hasn't reared its ugly head so far in a long time this year. But I want to see him really fully execute in the playoffs before I put him ahead of someone like Andy Reid. Um, long way to say, I really, really want the 49ers to beat the shit out of the Cowboys. <laughs> like, I think that I think Dak Prescott <laughs> throws at least two interceptions this weekend. I think the Niners defense against a Cowboys offense. Mm-hmm. That Niners defense is something else. They are I terrifying. Don't find the the Cowboys off. I mean, it, it's hard because if you look at the wild card weekend, you'd be like, oh, the the Cowboys offense, and they just keep getting it in the end. I don't know. I, I Purdy is what five and oh, six and oh. Yeah, you've got he's, this. Yeah. Amazing. I think he's six and zero with at least two touchdowns in every game. He got this amazing defense. I uh, I will strongly say that the Niners should have won the NFC Championship last year. You want to talk about a team that's a bunch of frauds? 
the mm. Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Holy cow. And everyone will be like, Bridget, you're salty. They beat you in the Super Bowl. Barely. And that that team didn't – the Rams, if you look at their whole – season last year i was like they just barely eked by the nine it was pretty incredible that they ended up in the super bowl out of the nfc all those nfc teams last year and it was the rams i was like wow everything had to break right for them being carried by so many superstars like that can only get you by for so long and that's so long is until all of them get hurt which happened this year (laughs) or until the officials give them the game but Uh so i'm going i'm going niners on that one i just think they're gonna ride this season and I think the Cowboys may be complete but I think they have been far too inconsistent this year so give me San Fran love that I'm taking the Dallas points I don't know if the Dallas Niners are Okay. I don't know if the Niners are going to win. I might pick the Cowboys to win this game. Mind you, I do have the Cowboys in a Super Bowl pick that I kind of want to stand by because I've thought, as you just said, Bridget, they are a very complete team. I don't trust them. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I hate Mike McCarthy, especially in situations like this. But if anybody can hold, can just put a little bit of a stop to this Purdy train, it's going to be Micah Parsons. Let's be honest. The be- who has true. been the best defensive player in the league and is a singular force. So if there is a script for the Cowboys to win this game, it is an ugly football game. I think that's what we're yeah. getting. I think we're get- maybe first team to 20 points wins this game. And that might sound crazy with the offensive explosions they both put up. But I just think these defenses have studs and Parsons and Bosa and those guys are going to come out and look to have an effect on the game. And I think those are big guy, big game players who just game wreck the whole time. And it's really like just who can put together, yeah. who can put it together. And that's what, again, yeah. like we find out about Hurts. We're going to find out a lot about Purdy. Like it was pretty easy for him last week, even a playoff game, all things considered. This Cowboys defense, even at home, everything else, much different animal. I still think I'm going to pick the Niners. I think like 20 to 18, 19 to 16, something like that. But it's going to be a gross mm-hmm grind fest yep brock purdy meets micah parsons classic case of unstoppable force meets immovable object (laughs) on sunday night football absolutely love it sunday is by far the better day of football between the two days and i'm really happy that the bills and Bengals are a part of that also very happy bridget that you were able to join us tonight on a friday night very grateful tell people if they want to get some insight into the Bengals where they can find everything you're doing totally before I do that on behalf of the Huday Nation I have to say we are so happy about Damar um, mm. sending him so much love uh, I live about uh, 10 minutes from the University of Cincinnati Trauma Center and so shout out to all of our our docs who took care and obviously the Bills training staff, like literally lifesavers. So just have to to give that shout out. And we were, I mean, we were truly like one team, one family that night. So, so glad to hear he's doing well and he's home. You can uh, find me on at Bridget Jankars, totally phonetic, great name on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, number, Number one Bengals podcast on the Believe Network. We usually show up on Mondays around 7.30. And then I'm also on the morning prowl, which is a Sunday morning, usually Sunday morning show uh, during the season. 
Love it. Love to hear it. Well, I know I'll be checking out you on Sunday morning this week or when ish morning, whenever that does happen. <laughs> when it, when, 930-ish. But thanks so much for I having me on. I love talking to you guys. Uh, and, and we love the Bills Mafia. So thanks so much. Well, of Same course. Appreciate it. We'll catch up in the off season sometime for sure. Maybe pregame. Who knows? We'll figure it out. But this will do it for us here on the Crowdices Podcast. Shout out Outlet Liquor. Shout out Picasso. And shout out this little shindig that we will be a part of this weekend, right behind yeah. O'Neill's across the street from the stadium. I said I'd pop in last week. I lied. I did not Wait. do it. I'll pop in this week. I can't figure I'm lying. I'll let you know. Yeah, there you go. There you is it is it which there there we go. There you got it we go. And we're covering up Bridget and wasting our time in the process. So we'll get out of here. Thank you everyone for tuning in and good night now. <laughs>